This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. I'm Kelly Finley. Thank you for tuning in and always encouraging our local leaders to continue to do more because you know they care and you do as well. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves. This morning, I have a repeat guest. Uh, always great to hear from her. Always great to see how she's doing her part to make our community better. But I'll stop talking here and let her introduce herself. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm Senior Trooper Anna Peoples with the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, um, and that is Aaliyah for everybody that just likes to call us state troopers. All right. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Always, um, You always bring important information we need to know as motorists, and I always think, because people know I'm a mother, but I always think about new drivers, and, and some of us seasoned drivers, um, we know the rules, but it's easy to kind of get lax on it, and so you coming in, helping us to understand what's happening in the world of Aaliyah, what's happening when it comes to our interstates, our safety, um, new laws that we may not know about. Absolutely. So we're going to attack all that this morning. Sounds good. All right, let's get to it. So what do we need to know? So what we would like you guys to know is we've currently um, are starting to get into our work zone safety once again this year. Um, we've recently had a press conference you know, discussing all of that. Again, in 2020, we saw some numbers that, you know, we didn't really like a little over 2300 work zone crashes that resulted in 19 fatalities and over 600 injuries. So what we've done is um, we're trying to put it out there and give some guys, some of you guys the tips on how to avoid these work zone crashes, things like that. So well, and I think about the men and women who are working in construction zones, that's when I think of work zone. But then you think about the different troopers and, and police officers who are out in, you know, on the streets and trying to move over to, you know, hand out a citation or a ticket, whatever you want to call it. But they're so exposed. Oh, absolutely. And Aaliyah, they'll put it on the website whenever we do have a work zone crash. Um, so a lot of the times if you do follow our social media um, outlets, the Instagram and Facebook, you'll see are troopers that have been hit um, in these work zones. And so that's just the ones that we cover. So, you know, statewide, it's more than likely a lot worse. Um, and it, it doesn't just, it's not a fender bender. It's demolishing our cars. Wow. Uh, yes. And so um, a new law went into effect where all moving violations in a work zone are $250 or double the regular fine, whichever amount is greater. So moving violation, um, they have picked up uh, when it comes price wise. So you know, a lot of people, if you had to pay for stuff, you you'll slow down. You'll remember, yeah. And you'll um, tell a friend, yeah. That's right. Like, <laughs> hey, you might not want to do that. Right. That's very true because because all of you in uniform, you want to make it home safely. Yeah, absolutely. And our construction zone workers as well. Um, you know, tow truck drivers. Construction zone workers, they get hit just as much as we do, if not more, honestly. That's very interesting and, and yet very sad to hear. Um, okay, so let me give you a scenario. What if you are coming from Baldwin County, and I think that's 98, and you're going onto the, you know, the causeway turns, mm -hmm. it twists and turns, and then it puts you onto the actual causeway. So you're going from different size lanes to having to almost be pushed out into the causeway. Mm -hmm. If there's an accident on the side of the road 
and there's there's work happening, construction mm-hmm. zone. So you've got like a two for one deal, right? What do you recommend to a driver to do? Um, because it happens so fast. It, it, let's say they missed all the signage because they were doing something else mm-hmm. in the car. I'm not going distracted driving. Yes, absolutely. that too. What do they, what do they need to slow it down? Get over? Yeah, absolutely. If one, it's one of those things that we always are going to encourage you to slow down if you're in any situation that you don't know what to do. Um, so yes, we want to encourage you to slow down. Like you said, we want you to move over. Try not to tailgate um, because just as much as you may have taking a little while to see what's going on the person in front or behind you as well could have um our number one types of collisions in work zones are rear end collisions and that's more than likely because somebody's watching what's going on around them Mm -hmm. Uh, when it comes to the workers out there working or a work zone crash that's happened um what we like to call uh, rubberneckers. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. them. Yeah. Just, they got, they, they've got to see what's going on so they can post it. That's right. Oh, that's oh. right. It's, it's the best whenever they come by with the, the phones in the windows. And you're like, okay, well, I'm fixing to work your crash next, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of the situation. And I, I will say, because I'm always transparent, uh, senior trooper peoples. So because from a new standpoint, I'm always looking to you know inform people. And so there was an issue when going from Sarah Lane to Chickasaw, there was this accident and I saw it and I, um, I was recording and I got in trouble because you're not supposed to be driving and recording, even though I, <laughs> I thought I pulled over, but it was, it's important to remind everyone you mean well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that could be a problem. And one, it's just about your safety yes. and ours, yes. you know, of it's, it's fine. We, I do believe the public, we have a misconception with them when it comes to recording. We don't want you recording. We're recording. We don't care if you're recording. That's fine, but do it in a safe manner. Um, We even have people that come on to crash scenes, you know, with their cell phones and recording. That's like, okay, that's fine. Uh But one, just, you know, keep your distance. Don't be in the roadway because we don't want another accident to happen because you're recording. So it's not a problem with you recording. It's okay. a problem with what could happen if you're in an unsafe area of recording. And also what people don't understand is if I arrive on a scene and somebody's out there with their cell phones and they've recorded and they're like, I saw all this happen. I'm like, okay, so are you ready for your cell phone to be subpoenaed? Because now you have, you know, crash evidence on there. And, and a lot of people shut it down right then. <laughs> and then everything that you thought was secret and private in those little hidden folders mm-hmm. are all right. wide open. If it can help with our investigation. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Please record. But we're going to request that recording later. <laughs> All of a sudden you hear them just zoom away. Yeah. They're like, never mind. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but safety is key. Absolutely. Safety is key. The, you mentioned the new law that has passed. Um, wh- besides the obvious of why was this needed? Well, we feel that maybe if we could cut down on these violations, it's going to cut down on these crashes. And like you said, people don't like to pay for anything. Um, and so we don't benefit from it at all when it comes financially. You know, um, it is all about just keeping everybody safe. And like I said, so a moving violation is what we call a hazardous violation, which is anything that can cause a crash. So a non-hazardous violation is your expired tag, no insurance. But a hazardous is your, you know, improper signaling whenever lane change, um, tailgate, you know, following too close, speed. Um, and so anything that could cause a traffic crash, running a red light, running a stop sign, those are hazardous citations. And that is what, like I said, the fine is 250 or double whatever the regular fine already is. It just uh, You're going to get the greater amount. 
So you're so, going to pay so, 250 or more. So why risk it? Absolutely. Can we, and I know we discussed this before, but can we please point out, because, because we have, you know, spring breakers that visit and, and families that are vacationing and, again, new drivers and seasoned drivers, the left lane, wh- who is that for? So the left lane is there for, the public can use the left lane, yes, for 1.5 miles, so one mile and a half, okay, in order to pass whoever is on the right. So once you've taken the left lane, done what you need to do, you need to get out of it. Because, like I said, when we respond to calls, we are in the left lane because we expect that lane to be clear. And what a lot of people don't understand is us as troopers, and I can't speak for county or city, but us as troopers do not run our lights and sirens to crashes because it causes more crashes. So you may see a trooper in the left lane going more than you think they should be going speed wise and you want to call it in as well this trooper just passed me at 90 miles an hour on the causeway well nine times out of ten we're going to a destination we're just not using our lights and sirens to get there because we don't want to cause other crashes now it is different with city and county because a lot of their calls are more pressing than ours i will say when it comes to domestics things like that um Whenever you see a trooper with lights and sirens on, more than likely we're going to assist another officer. There's somebody out there that needs help, or we are the closest first responder to an injury-type crash. Mm-hmm. That You have just, I think, unpeeled so many layers for people because they think they know, but they don't know. Right. And right there, that may have just saved a life because if you're distracted and you just want to kind of mosey on over to another lane, the left lane, which you're not supposed to be in for more than 1.5 miles, and a trooper is is hauling you-know-what mm-hmm. down that lane – just you saying that I think will help at least one person. Right. Absolutely. And we, you know, I know me personally as a trooper, I try to give you an opportunity to get out of the way. Um, and I, I always do feel like I don't want them to think I'm tailgating them or I'm bullying them off the road. I'm just going to flash my lights a little bit, maybe like give, give you a chance to move over. And if I'm going to an emergency situation or I'm not, I don't necessarily have the time to pull you over and give you a driving lesson on the side of the road. Like, I've, I've got to go, you know. Um, but to me, some, if I do have the time, I'm going to pull you over and I'm going to, you know, a lot of the times I'll use it as an educational moment, not mm-hmm. always a citation because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know. And when people, like I said, I like to punish people that know better. And whenever you don't know better, you know, I'm going to give you a warning, educational moment. But guess what? Now it's on your record. So if you get caught doing it again, even as a, you you know, a warning, you're probably going to get a citation because that just shows we know. And I'm glad you brought up the educational um, component of this because, you know, now more than ever, if, as a driver, when you see any type of lights and sirens, or see the lights, hear mm-hmm. the sirens, right? Gotcha. Um your heart drops. Even if you're not doing anything wrong, all of a sudden you you start thinking, do I have my license? Oh, absolutely. Is my reg- I mean, that's the common person. Yeah. Right? I'm a state trooper, and if I see lights now, I'm like, why are the cops here? <laughs> so you know the feeling. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that when you are pulling people over, you are taking the time to educate. And something, again, that we didn't get to last time, but I think it's so intriguing about you, is that you understand law enforcement from two different angles. Mm-hmm. You're on the, the right side now, but when you were younger... You had a situation that helped lead to, I think, what a um, the type of trooper you are and, and from an educational standpoint. Will you right. share that with everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, 
I was freshman year of college, you know, doing everything I thought was right. And I do tell this story to a lot of the high schools I go and visit now because I want them to know what could happen because I didn't know. Um, I wasn't educated. So I tell them whenever I go do the underage under arrest with Mr. Rusty Glover with Alabama uh, ABC board, we discuss this. And and so uh, I had been on the phone with my dad at 8.30 that night, told him, swore to him I wasn't going out. You know, I said, I promise I'm staying in. I'm going to bed. I'm not off the phone with him maybe 15 minutes. And one of my sorority sisters starts calling. Hey, Anna, we've all been drinking. Can you come pick us up? I'm freshly 19 years old. And I said, yeah, no problem. You know, um, put on my shoes. Don't even tie my shoelaces. Go out the door. First, I'd ask them, you know, how many of y'all is there? And they said, well, it's going to be four or five of us. And I drove a two-door Jeep Wrangler at the time. And I was like, y'all are not going to fit in there. And they said, just grab so-and-so's Tahoe and come get us. I said, okay, no big deal. So I um, get in somebody's vehicle, you know, that's not mine. I go to the little house party that they're at, pick them up, and load up three girls and a guy in the vehicle with me. We don't make it to the first red light, an unmarked ABC uh Officer Ernest Taylor, who I've worked with now to this day, um, pulls us over. And anyway, so he asked if he could search the vehicle, and I said, yeah. He said, what am I going to find? I said, everybody shoved some beer under the seats when they got, you know, whenever your light showed up. I'm just going to be honest with you. I said, you know, they've all been drinking. I came to drive them. And I said, there's no way I'm going to get in trouble for this. You know, I'm being the DD for my friends. So they were not on the road drinking and driving. Well, next thing I know, he's putting cuffs on every one of us, and I was like, sir, my shoes aren't even tied. Like, clearly, I'm not a part of their group. I'm, you know, we're half a mile from our dorms. Can I please continue to take them home? And he said, no, you're the driver of this vehicle. You're responsible for everything and everyone in it. So at 19 years old, I get arrested for minor in possession of alcohol for driving my friends from a party. Mm-hmm. And so um, fast forward, it got an all process dismissed later in court. That's why I'm here today. But <laughs> even as a state trooper, mm-hmm. I had to answer those questions, you know, before I got hired on of who, what, when, where, all with the SBI uh, agents. So it was, I know I'm here today because a officer helped me out, you uh-huh. know, um, he showed up to my court date, told the judge, no, she was not a part of this, you know, based off what she was wearing. I do believe her judge, you know, this, that, and other. And um, Judge Montgomery, the female judge in Sumter County, when it all happened, you know, she gave uh, me five months good behavior, you know. And as long as I didn't get in trouble for five months, it was an all-process dismiss, which my parents made sure I didn't get in right. trouble for five months. That I mean, that's cool. And I know you summed it up in, like, the tightest, concise right, form absolutely. possible. But from that moment, what sticks out the most to you? Well, what sticks out the most to me is, you know, now as a trooper, I have came across younger adults that have are not making the best decisions. And I sit there and go, do I want to ruin their life over this? Or do, you know, they need a little help like I needed when I was 19, you know? Um, And so, like I said, I think what sticks out the most to me is just to know that everybody's human, everybody makes mistakes. Uh, when we're young, we're dumb. You know, that's that's why there's a saying like that anyway. Uh, and just to make sure that some of these, you know, younger people's mistakes don't follow them into their adulthood because I love being a state trooper. absolutely love it. And I have no idea what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this. And if he wanted to, he could have went farther in the arrest or made sure that I got, you know, convicted of other things. Um, and... Now, as a trooper, when I see 
a group of 19 year olds in a car, you know, and I find illegal drugs in there and I have, I tell them this could happen. You know, it Mm -hmm. almost happened to me. This could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and every one of y'all could be charged with a felony, you know, possession of a narcotic or things like that. And you may not have had any idea that was in the car. That's right. Mm -hmm. And, And that's on your record. Absolutely. For life. I had a 27 year old female, um, you know, want to be a state trooper. And whenever I got to talking to her and found out um, she had been convicted of a felony at 16 years old, I, you know, I told her, I said, well, unfortunately, you know, you can't move on through the process. And uh, she said, well, my, you know, my juvenile records are sealed. And I was like, well, ma'am, that's for, you know, court purposes. That's not for hiring purposes. So just because you had a juvenile record at 16 and they're sealed, you know, it, it goes into play when you ever, you try to get a job, you know. That is so important because, you know, our young people now, they're so, I mean, they're go-getters. I'm so happy for them. I'm excited for them. But they also need to understand that once you post something, even though there's a delete button, it's not deleted. And once you do something, even though, like, she thought it was sealed, Mm -hmm. but it's still something that your potential employers need to know about. That's Like I said, that's one of the things I love going to tell these kids at these middle schools and high schools that I talked to is, you know, when I was growing up, when we saw marijuana, it was the leafy substance. That's all you were, you know, right. familiar with. Right. And now we have edible gummies and THC pens. And I tell them that's not a misdemeanor like a joint is. That's a possession of a controlled substance felony. You know, anytime marijuana has been altered out of that leafy substance, it is a possession of a controlled substance felony wow so you know i've been at schools where eighth and ninth graders have been caught with edibles and you know i i mean it just it blows my mind because they are making mistakes so fast that it could affect their future that's right and i try to tell them all the time you know even if you're not into it if you have a friend that is know when you're getting in the car with somebody what's in that car because just as much as it could be theirs it could be yours um you know, as law enforcement, if it's in the car and you can touch it, it's yours to us. And I love the advice you give because I make no secret. I have with my guests. I talk to them before they come on, while they're on and after. And one of the discussions that we had is I, you know, we have a teen driver, soon to be three teen drivers. Mm -hmm. And I said, what's the one piece of advice that you would say, you know, to give to them so that they know how to communicate with those who get in the vehicle. And it was ask the person point blank. Do you have any weapons on you? Do you have any drugs on you? Right, because that's your future. That's yeah. your future. Absolutely. And because because in your situation, all of a sudden everybody gets real um, forgetful. Like, um, well, I don't know whose this is. And, and it comes back to you as a driver. Exactly. And so, and even if you're occupant in that vehicle, if there's five of y'all in that vehicle, and let's just say y'all are really wilding out that night and there's a, you know, eight ball of cocaine in the console, in the middle, you know, console. Guess what? All five people in that car can stitch out, stick out their hand and touch that center console that means if nobody in there's claiming it it's everybody's in our eyes so everybody goes to jail that night for that until we go to court and figure out whose it really was so even though you're one of those five in the car had no idea it was in there mm-hmm. you're still going to be arrested on that charge but maybe not convicted of it but guess what Whenever I run you, when you're 30 years old through our systems it's going to come up one criminal charge and it's going to say that it was an all-price dismiss. But whenever we see people's name pop up that says one criminal charge, possession of, you know, controlled substance, guess what we're doing? We're looking to see if you got drugs in your car again, 
you know, we want to make sure we're not letting a known user get back out on the roadway and potentially kill somebody. My goodness. If you're just tuning in, you listen to Senior Trooper Anna Peoples telling you more about um, her backstory and why it is she loves what she does so much. And from an educational standpoint, how that will help your kids. Well, since I know many teachers and schools listen, if they want to book you to come to their school, how do they how do they do that? So absolutely. Um once again, I'm out of the Mobile County area. I cover the left lower eight counties of the state of Alabama, which is Mobile, Baldwin, Monroe, Conecuh, Escambia, Choctaw, Washington, Clark. And I do a lot of school visits, but um, I tell everybody probably the easiest way to contact me is using my first and last name, Anna.Peoples at Aaliyah.gov. So it's just Anna.Peoples at Aaliyah.gov. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always call, you know, our uh common number of the 251-660-2300, leave a message for me. Um, they always shoot it to, to me through an email. Um, so like I said, most of the time emails are just calling our direct office number here mm-hmm. in Mobile. Somebody will get in touch with me. I'm glad that you gave all that information, and of course it will be posted as well. Okay, something else you wanted to join us to tell us more about is the LEADS program. We we touched on it before. You may have heard some of the PSAs running on all four of our stations, but what do we need to know about LEADS? So LEADS is the law enforcement agency driver system that Aaliyah has just began to implement. We're in the ending stage now of that, and it is a system that what we – It's been about two years in the making. Um, You know, it's going to update everything across the board for us. It's going to be beneficial for law enforcement, for our citizens. Um, The data that's getting um, integrated into one modern system, uh, it creates more privacy uh, for our citizens and their data. Um, It also allows you to be able to do a lot more things online, like your online services. So you're not even going to have to go to the driver's license office to renew your driver's license. You're going to be able to do it all online. Um, You have new drivers. Okay, you can do everything online, but their road test. So whenever you go to the driver's license office, you have everything done and they're ready to do their road test. So it cuts down your wait time. It cuts down other people's wait time because you've taken care of what you needed to do online. Um, so once it gets going, it's going to be uh, beneficial for our CDL drivers. They're going to be able to upload their medical cards online. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so like I said, it's just going to open up a lot of um, better online services. And then we're going to get all types of um, our hardware is going to be updated because a lot of it is nearly two decades old that we're using in our driver's license offices. So we're getting new computers, printers, card scanners, um, cameras, all types of new equipment. Uh, and like I said, it's where the, uh, to me, the biggest beneficial thing. And when I think about it on a citizen standpoint is going to be, I never have to step foot in driver's license to renew my license again. You know, you just do it all online. They ship mail. You're done. Well, you know what? And, and I've lived different places. And so that's the only reason why I can compare. And it's, it's amazing what, that extra time will allow you to do when mm-hmm. you don't have to stand in the office or if you've been, and here's me once again, being transparent, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you go to DMV and you think you have all your paperwork and then you stand in the line, you go up and they say, no, you don't have that. Go get this. What? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, that's what I have a lot of people ask if they're going to be able to do the star ID update on it and things like that, at least with the online services, you're going to be able to know, like you said, all that paperwork you're going to need prior to doing that. Um, also, a good thing um, 
that our driver's license has implemented is you can actually go on alia.gov right now alia.gov a l e a dot g o v its home page is leads so you can hit learn more and there's everything any uh, citizen needs to know about going on there. But what I love about it is you can go to the driver's license section of us all and add an emergency contact Ooh. to your driver's license, which is awesome for us state troopers. Um, for the simple fact you're in a crash and you've been seriously injured, you know, when we run your driver's license, we're going to get that next of kin, that emergency contact. If you've done that and you can do that online now, you don't have to wait till leads is launched. Um, They've made that available now. So oh, I encourage everybody to go on there and update your emergency contact on alia.gov and it'll be attached to your driver's license. Can I tell you, I mean, you're giving us all this great information. <laughs> Something else you told me, which I put in one of my newscasts because I thought this was so interesting. You can renew your driver's license up to 180 days prior to its uh, its expiration and 60 days after. Absolutely. So that's one thing with leads happening. That's one of the things we've tried to get out there the most is, you know, go ahead and update your license now if you can. But, hey, if you miss your date, don't freak out. You have 60 days after as well. So, um, yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. You know, we pull people over and they're like, hey, I'm sorry, I just noticed my driver's license expired. And I'm like, it's okay. You have 60 days. And they're shocked. And they're like, I thought I was getting a ticket. Right. And I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> Make sure it's 60 days, 60 not 600. Days. Yeah, yeah. Make sure. Well, th- these are such important um, nuggets of information that work throughout the year. And it's just a, a gentle reminder to let people know the resources that are available for them. You've given the website a couple times. I, I will as well. Aaliyah.gov, A-L-E-A dot gov. Yeah, you're loving what you're doing, I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, It feels good whenever you actually want to get up and go to work every day. And so uh, I really enjoy it because every day it's something different, you know. You know, there are people now, I think, during the pandemic who have really shifted um, their focus on what's important and, and what's not so important. And they have a greater appreciation for our men and women in uniform and may want to join the force. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll take them all day long. We'll take them. That's what I do. I recruit as well for our area. And, uh, you know, step one is usually to apply. Um, If you don't know how to do step one, then step point five. (laughs) So is contact me. You know, once again, um, you can contact me um, with my email, anna.peoples at alia.gov or our common number 251-660-2300 and I'll help you get started in the right direction. What is the age minimum and what are maybe two or three requirements people need to have when it comes to maybe where they live or any type of background? Okay, so you have to be 21 years or older to be a state trooper, but we do encourage people to apply at 19 and a half just because the application process um, and hiring process can take anywhere from 12 to 18 months. Uh, My process from the day I sent in my application to the day I started the academy was 13 months. So there's nothing but time. Okay, Um, I tell people all the time this is not a speedy process. It's a thorough process. Um, And once you apply, there's different steps when it comes down. We'll do background investigations. You do a polygraph. You do a psyche eval with us. Um, We want to make sure the people we are allowing to tote a gun should be toting a gun. Uh, So, um, And the requirements, um, I would say our biggest one, just to make sure that you have our PT down pat when it comes to you have to do push-ups, sit-ups, and run. So the push-ups is 22 in a minute, sit-ups are 25 in a minute, and your um, mile-and-a-half run is in 15 minutes and 28 seconds. So I feel like if you can get through your PT, you'll be okay when it comes to the 
you know, other steps. I love it. You've hooked us up when it comes to keeping us safe, um, saving the lives of those who work outdoors, you know, like in your field and our construction brother and sisters. And then you've also given us information to um, keep us uh, in the know when it comes to not getting a ticket. That's right. (laughs) That's so helpful. Thank you, ma'am, for joining me. I appreciate you coming on, and you're always welcome to come back, especially with all this good gouge, yeah. as they say. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy it. You bet. For more information, again, go to alia.gov. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Community Roundtable. Keep it tuned to the Sound of Mobile Station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on The Sound of Mobile. She's really sad to miss school again. Asthma can be triggered by allergens from common pests. <coughs> I just can't shake this fever. Mosquito bites can cause West Nile and Zika virus infections. Sorry, boss. I'm going to be out of work for a while. The CDC estimates that more than 300,000 Lyme disease cases spread by ticks occur in the U.S. each year. Don't let pests force you to take a sick day. Learn how to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the CDC. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet, for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge many of us don't think about. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to see one veteran with special needs one time per year. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org.